is Mac Mullins from the CEO, and you're listening to Hook Rocks with Jay Scott. What's going on, everyone? How's everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. Hope everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend and also the beginnings of summer. School is out for most. Vacations are being... Gosh, I can't even believe that. I mean, last summer, I don't think anybody went on a vacation, and vacations are now... uh, going on across families, across everyone, across the country. So hope everybody's enjoying their time getting back into the normal, the normalcy, and hopefully it continues. I know live shows are back, sporting events are back. It's all good. We've turned that corner. We're almost at the end, and let's just keep positive and just keep it going. Um, I know uh, everyone's excited to see some concerts and some live shows, and... I am a part of that group that's really, really excited. So once again, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. You can check out PantheonPodcast.com and other podcasts on their platform. It's a bunch of music podcasts on one platform. It's a great way to find different interests and different topics and different points of view. Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice have a podcast on their platform, as does Mistress Carrie, the Shout Out Loudcast Boys, Cobras and Fire, Martin Popoff, myself. You can catch the latest episode and all past episodes on anywhere you podcast. So please subscribe and follow. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And uh, thank you very much for listening and write us a review if you get a chance. As always, we do music commentary, have great music interviews and music topics that are affecting the genre of rock and roll. And we also discuss a lot of new music on this podcast. And nonetheless, we have a repeat offender, a repeat guest from last year. We have lead singer Eric Jake from the band Wild Street. What's going on, Eric? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I am really excited to talk to you because you got a lot of stuff going on. Well, yeah. Um, you know, it's been a big, a big year for Wild Street, so I'm excited to tell everybody about about what's been going on. Yeah, you guys are currently on tour right now. You guys are pulling into Georgia, I think, at this point today. Or are you already there? We're about halfway to uh, Savannah, and last night we played in Asheville, and it was fun. It was great. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it's nice to be back on tour, you know, especially after last year. How is the tour going? How are crowds responding and coming out to shows? Is there some still some hesitancy or is it seem like the rock and roll crowd is coming back? Well, you know, I, I can I can say that um, that a lot of people are going to shows and their first show their first show back <laughs> is Wild Street and um, and everybody has so much fun and I can see like you know I can see like the happiness in people's eyes when they when they uh, you know when we're playing and after when they talk to us uh, you know and the, it's really different. Some shows have been, have been totally packed. Some shows have been, you know, somewhat empty, but like, you know, it's, it's when you're on tour, it's, it's, um, you know, there are good shows and there are bad shows. Yeah. Just like anything. And, and of course, you know, this is all new for a lot of people. I mean, the experience of going to a live concert is certainly not new, but coming out of a pandemic, it certainly is. And I'm sure there's some hesitancy, <laughs> You know, with some people, and I'm sure some other people are just really excited just to get back out there. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's just going to keep building and building and building. Yeah, absolutely. I, think, I totally agree. How are you guys as a band? I mean, you know, I know, gosh, last time we talked, you guys were planning a U.S. tour. I think you guys were going to be going to South America too, right? Yeah, we had planned Kings of the World Tour 2020. We were going to UK. South America, Mexico, and Europe, and uh, and and more. And um, obviously that that got rescheduled. And and this year we start, you know, we started that tour, I guess. But um, yeah, everything's good. Like we're we're ready to play, and and we're playing a lot. So um, you know, so it's all good. You guys have the new album coming out on the twenty fifth, and and being on tour and playing out the new music which is really exciting. As far as the tour goes with the album, I mean, what are your plans for the rest of the year in 2022? I mean, is this just something where you guys just going to be on the road, just working it for the next year and a half, couple of years? Well, uh, you know, we're releasing this record. This record took, it's been, it's been done since 2019. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we were um, originally just releasing some singles because, you know, we, we were building up to releasing the album, and um, because of the you know the state of the world of last year, we ended up releasing a few more singles than than we had planned. But it's it's actually it's been awesome for us because you know like uh, you know, it gets fans more excited and builds momentum. Um, this year, like uh, so, this tour is the southeast, and then we we come back to New York for five days, and then we're heading over to Switzerland and um, and and doing uh, the Swiss Rock Cruise. Um, and our album comes out June 25th. We play the Swiss Rock Cruise as the co-headliner with um, Thunder Mother. And, you know, like Shiraz Lane is playing Jun- Junkyard Drive. There's a bunch of great bands playing. And uh, and it's like the most killer album release party ever. And uh, so we get back from Swiss Rock Cruise and we, uh, we come home for another five days. And then we go out for our tour out to Rockfest, and uh, those dates haven't been announced yet on you know on on socials or on our website but um it's going to be a long tour and we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of the united states i am jealous to see uh you guys playing with thunder mother another one of my favorite bands as well yeah the killer the killer 
Well, that's exciting news, man. I mean, you've got the new album, Wild Street 3, coming out on the 25th of June. Um, the singles that have been put out, Mother, which is the last one, is just an incredible song. Um, I, I really, you, you gave me an advanced copy, and I really have enjoyed listening to it. I have to tell you, man, it's a really good album. I mean, there's some songs that we all know from Wild Street that are on there, but to put them all together with the new material sounds really killer. Yeah, and like this album was recorded in the you know in the like in the traditional sense, like it was all like one album session. You know what I mean? So like it's it's supposed to be seen as 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 a complete work of you know a complete album, not not just like you know a collection of songs. No, totally. So, um, yeah. And thank you so much for uh, for listening to Mother and and uh, and. Uh, yeah, I think I think the song's awesome. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to release the album. Yeah, when you look back at the three singles that you've released over the last few months, um, "Still Love You," which is just a great tune as well, and "Set It Off," which I really enjoyed too. Um, yeah, man, it, you, it's a it's a great way for Wild Street to kind of I don't want to say reintroduce themselves, but you know get back into the game when everyone's been out for gosh, a year and a half putting things on pause. Um, I think it's a great way to, to, uh, to connect with fans again, because the music on the album is just awesome. I mean, Tennessee cocaine, we all know uh, three way ride. I, you know, I've heard before love midnight children, you know, which is a great tune. Um, but yeah, just uh, I, I'm sure your fans, new fans and fans of old will enjoy this album. I, I think so. I think I think we'll gain a lot of fans, and, and we definitely, definitely will will uh, not disappoint. <laughs> when you went into the studio to record this music in, in the new music and putting this all together, this was done before the pandemic, as you said, correct? Yeah, it was. We we released "Raise Hell" as a single in 2017, but it, it you know it it was recorded in the same drum room and considered part of this album so um besides that we we were recording in um in fall of 2018 and finished in may of 2019 and so um so yeah it's 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 been a while but um but you know it it took longer than that to get the album together you know what i mean sure (laughs) sure sure and what was you know obviously you had you know, the COVID pandemic to deal with, and that's why the album was put on pause. But what's it like sitting on material that you're excited about and you're proud of for so long? It's, it's the hardest thing because we knew exactly what, who we were and what, what we like, what we can do. And nobody knew. So because like, um, yeah. And, but it was our choice because we, we were holding out for the right record label and the right, the right deal and the right way to get the music out to the fans. You know, like if you do it wrong then nobody hears anything, you know, as you, you know, we're observing music, you know, during this time and during the pause as we, as we call it here and you're seeing other bands out there making music and putting it out. And, you know, I think the last time we talked, we did talk about the state of music and where it was going and unbeknownst to us, we'd be dealing with a pandemic for a year and a half. But my question to you is, as we move forward and we start to open up and people are releasing music, over, I would probably say since October of last year is really when the wave started 
of new music releases. And there was stuff before that as well, but really, you know, when you think back of October, November, you think of like the Struts and you think ACDC and you think of Tyler Bryant. And then this year has just been one album after another. Do you think even though the 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 pause happened and, and everybody had to take a break, do you think rock music is in a better place now than it was before the pandemic? Well, that's a loaded question. I, 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 I don't think I'm able to say that, but I, I think as this state of music today is pretty pretty awesome. You know what I mean? Like this like I, I rock out to new new bands and old bands and, and you know, I rock out to everybody. So um you know, like the, I'm excited for 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 all the new releases that are coming. It's just an exciting time to be a part of it and be a fan of music. I mean, it seems like everyone's you know everyone is being everyone's releasing music. It's like it's like rock music. I've always said you know people try to redefine it. People try to say you know rock music is this now. It's no longer what it was. And I have always disagreed with that because I always felt that the key to rock music coming back is to celebrate it. And I think what's happening with bands like wild street and the album that you're going to be releasing and others as well. It's a celebration. The celebration is back. I mean, how could you not enjoy, you know, week after week of new music coming out and, and it's, and it's all awesome too. It's like all great. Everybody's been sitting on or making great new music. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think, uh, our record label, especially like there's lots of lots of new bands of all different um all different kinds of rock music and it's really like you know i share everybody's music because i support everybody and i and i listen to all of it you know rock music is is you know when you're a musician you're also a fan and i think that's really important yeah absolutely um so you you got signed to golden robot records and how did that all happen well, um, okay, so like over the summer uh, last year, okay, so this is like pandemic times, and it's kind of funny, right? So like I, I would, you know, I would ride my, my bicycle all around Brooklyn because I was so sick of being in my apartment. <laughs> and so I was, I was listening to, um, to Spotify, right? And I was listening to Spotify Hard Rock, and I, I saw this band Shotgun Mistress on, and I was like, who's Shotgun Mistress? And I listened to the song, and I thought it was, fantastic right and so um uh, probably like a week or two later um a friend of mine um uh well at that time he wasn't a friend he was a friend of a friend he wrote me and asked me to sing on his record and uh and the record was the minefield record and so um and he was signed to golden robot Records. so i i i was i took that as a sign and i'm i wrote an email to Mark and I sent him the album and he was stoked on it. And that's the rest is history. That's awesome. I, I, that's, that's another great album too. That was released. Minefield's, you know, debut album is just killer. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was like, yeah, it was awesome to be a part of it. So, so you got signed to golden robot. They were, they were stoked about the album. You know, they're based out of Australia, right? And they've got a lot of, uh, you know, God, I mean, they, they've got you guys, they've got Minefeld. I think uh, Silverthorne released their album on Golden Robot. Uh, Miles, or not Miles Kennedy, Gilby Clark just had his Gilby album released on that. Yeah, there's a, there's a really good roster of, uh, of bands out there. Yeah, they just made some 
some pretty big signings too. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of really great music coming from them. Now, as far as you guys and being creative, how did you guys stay creative and you know stay in front of you know your music while the pandemic was going on? Well, um, everybody's different, but everybody was writing. Um, you know, like uh, my guitar player and I started Wild Street in 2006 and he and I have been collaborating over email for years and so like during the pandemic was no different we, he would send me a track or I would send him an idea and we'd, we'd write a song you know um, and uh, also like I, I did a bunch of like collaborations with other bands that probably wouldn't have happened had it had it been you know because I'd be on tour you know um, so yeah like you know music is my life so you always stay in it. You know, you just mentioned, you know, getting on your, your bike and riding through Brooklyn because you were tired of, you know, of staying at home. How did you stay creative, though? I mean, I know you, you were collaborating with your guitar player, being on other people's projects, but still, that's got to be, when you're not living life how you normally live it, it's got to be difficult. And how did you, you know, tap into that motivation and that well of creativity while you were going through it? It's listening to all the great bands that are out right now, and 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 you know, and being inspired by by what's going on in music. That's you know, it's like that's the truth. Collaborating on this record in the process to put it together was, as you mentioned, started in 2017, and even prior to that. And here we are in 2021. I mean, you kind of have to you know, X out the last 18 months because of the pandemic, but it was a long process. And from the start to the end, was there a difference in the creative process or did it remain the same throughout? Um, well, I would say that, that of course it changed because we're a band, you know, every, everybody's input and everybody's personality is, you know, is going to be on the song versus the original demo, which is probably just, you know, two of us or, or, you know, three of us or something. Um, but yeah, like we grew as a band. The the best thing that I can say for, for us has been touring, you know, because we're playing these songs in front of people like every night. And, and, you know, you know, it, it, like we feed off each other's energy and make, make the song even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, you start to build that synergy between, you guys and that cohesiveness and the music just builds and builds and gets better. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys were one of the first ones to get back out there and tour, you know, after this was over. I mean, even while some States even still had restrictions in place, um, you guys were booking dates and playing. And I know some stuff, I know you guys were supposed to be playing by me about a month and a half ago and it got rescheduled to further down South in Illinois out in Peoria that had to be a, a, an interesting experience because here you are playing gigs and people are still trying to figure out what was going on. And, you know, I, I imagine you learned a lot through that process of, you know, your threshold and what you can handle as a band. Yeah. It, yeah. I guess, it, you know, like there's the last thing on our mind was the pandemic, to be honest. Like, for, <laughs> for example, we kept on, we, you know, how did we know that, that, uh, you know, so many people would come to the shows and, and that we'd sell so much merch. So we had to restock our t-shirts twice. You know, we, uh, you know, we had, um, gig, like gig, 
location changes in, in the middle. And so like, you know, we were definitely not thinking about the pandemic. We were thinking about, about rocking hard. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but just going through that whole process of like, you know, I mean, imagine it was, a, it was a little bit of a whirlwind in the beginning because you're trying to settle in, you're trying to focus on playing and, and playing the new music and getting your merch and selling your merch. And here you are, you know, having to change venues because restrictions are different or, you know, whatever the case was, um, you guys probably lived about 10 lives through that process. Uh, you know, we're wild street. <laughs> we're, we're used to it. <laughs> so getting back to the album again it, it's a it's a killer record for those listening and for those that have been fans of wild street for a while you will be very happy with the release new fans that have just casually listened to you guys i suggest you dive into this album once it comes out on the 25th of june as far as the record goes as far as the song goes what excites you the most about this album well the album is is showing our listeners, uh, you know, it's showing our listeners that we are still the same Wild Street, but we're different, and we can be lots of different things. We're not, we're not the same band that released, uh, you know, Wild Street 2009 or Wild Street Faster Ladder. There's, there's more to the band, and I, I think that, that the goal was to, was to show, like, what we can do, and, and you know, lead to the next album. And, and get people excited, and, and, you know, that's what I think, at least. <laughs> well, I, I think you're right. You know, when you look back at the last three singles, Set It Off, I Still Love You, and Mother, I mean, there's there's a big difference in your sound now than there was even just a few years back. And also, just, like, the, the types of, of songs you're writing um, are are just you see the growth and the evolution of the band as well. I mean, mother is just a monster song and you know, the, the still love you track is, um, has a very tender side to you guys. And, um, I think that's great too as well. And then of course, set it off. It's got this funky beat, funky uh, melody that it just sucks you in. Totally. Um, let, let me tell you, set it off and mother with the two, last songs that were written for wild street three. They're like the newest of the, of the bunch. Um, and, uh, you know, and still love you is actually one of the oldest, um, dating back to 2010, really. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, it just, you know, I, I think that, that, um, the, the thing about wild street is people want to put like, you know, you're this kind of music or this kind of music. We're just a hard rock band. who kicks ass. You know what I mean? And, and we just, um, we just rock, <laughs> you know, and, and, and yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and mother too, I mean, it comes in over seven minutes long and it's, it's, it's a journey, you know, that's the thing about the song, man. It does take you for a ride. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, yeah, I think mother shows a, a definitely a, a different, more substantial side of wild street. You know, staying connected to your fans during the pandemic leading up to this album was very important for not just Wild Street, but every band, every artist that's out there. And you guys have a pretty heavy presence on social media. Did that become a, a more of a focus for you guys in terms of, hey, you know, we've got to stay in front of people? And, it, and I'm sure it did. I mean, I'm sure, it, you know, it's the obvious question. But, you know, how did you guys plan to keep, you know, 
kind of staying in front and keeping your fans' attention? Well, um, I definitely, um, I definitely think it, it became even more of a priority. But you know, part of part of what um, what I've done with our social media is like in the old days, like you know, whatever. I'm like a strange looking dude. I'm a weird dude, and you know, I would be aloof and and you know, and not not really connected with the fans. When when Jimmy and I and and the other guys got together in, in 2016 or 2017, it was like I really wanted to connect better with our fans. And knowing that, you know, given the situation with the pandemic, it seemed like like a perfect opportunity. And so, like, what I did is, you know, nobody was seeing shows. Everybody was depressed, right? So I, I did these stupid live streams on, on Facebook and Instagram. And I, I brought our band traffic up to five million on 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 our socials, which you know it's it's kind of amazing actually. Um, and like, but uh, like I think that I think that it's really important to connect with your audience and to and to know your audience because like if you don't interact with with your fans, then you know how are you supposed to come up with great music for them? You know what I mean? Because you're too much of a distance. Yeah, I agree. And staying in front of your fans, especially, you know, the last 18 months where everyone's trying to do that and everyone's trying to, you know, stay in front of people and, and, and have their fans and, and, you know, doing live streams. And, and that was a little bit different too, because, you know, live streams were kind of an afterthought prior to the pandemic. And now, you know, obviously as bands start to tour again, it won't become as relevant and important. And I don't want to say important, but um, I do think bands have found a new way to stay connected because when they have when they do have their downtime, you know, when Wild Street takes a bit of a break for, you know, whatever how long it is, a week or two, or maybe longer at some point over the next couple of years, you still have the ability now to stay connected, which people I don't think were really understanding how to do that, you know, because once you know bands would have downtime, you would see very minimal contact through social media. And in the end, that hurt the band, that hurt the artists. Yeah, totally. Uh, like, what's interesting is before the pandemic, for like, I, I guess like six to eight months before, before the pandemic, I would do a live stream on Instagram once a week. So I was like, I was already doing like these, these live stream, like hangout session things. I just, um, I didn't like promote it or anything. I just went live. But yeah, it's it's really a great way to because you can like connect with with your fans all over the world, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I do think that's going to be more prevalent, Eric. Too, I, th- I think as you know, people, booking agents, promoters, whoever see the value and see the it as another form of revenue. You know, if Wild Street is playing in Savannah, Georgia, right, and you have fans in Greece or you have fans in Scotland or wherever, and obviously they they're unable to make the show in Savannah. Having a live stream is that you're able to sell that as a ticket and produce more revenue because hey, you know they're not going to come by me anytime soon, but I can still watch them live thousands of miles away. Which I, I don't know if people really understood that prior to the pandemic, but that's just opened up a whole way, a new way. And let's face it, revenue is very important for a band because it helps pay for studio time. It helps, you know, pay for stuff on the road too as well. So that all matters in the long run. Totally. Yeah. Like I can say like, um, you know, my, 
my live my live streams were at like five or six o'clock, seven o'clock at night, and like you know it's like seven a.m. in in Japan or whatever. And we have people from Japan who are waking up and watching Wild Street live streams. So like, yeah, it's it's totally it's totally a great way to connect um, to fans all over the world. And I I do think it it will still be relevant. Yeah, no, I I do think it, like I said, as bands start to tour, I think. It may slow down a little bit, but it's still. I mean, to have that tool in the in the in the toolbox, so to speak, is huge for bands. And as it keeps developing with better technology, you know, with new computers or Mac, you know, MacBooks or or or, or wherever, you know, developing better speakers and better sound systems for your computers, so people can have that experience and pay for that and pay for that option. That all matters, and I think moving forward. You know, it's kind of like watching a sporting event at home. Nothing can replace going to a baseball game or a hockey game in person, just like nothing can replace going to see a band in, in, in the flesh. But you have the ability to get online or wherever you want to go get it or ever, wherever you want to go get it and listen to a band and see a band, what they're doing. I mean, can you imagine, you know, if, if you guys are playing a festival, you know, in Switzerland and you guys have, you guys going to be putting out your new song and playing your first song or a new song for the first time. I mean, people are going to want, want to tune in new, you know, wild street fans are going to want to see that. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's, 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 it's really, you know, so as we move forward, Eric, and you're on tour, the Kings of the world tour here, and you're stopping in Savannah, you know, you're, how much longer does this leg of the tour last for you guys? We finished this, this part, on uh, June 13th, um, and then we uh, we're heading back to New York. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a short um, tour of the Southeast: Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. Have you found that certain areas of the country are better for playing live than other parts in terms of just? the ease of booking, the ease of playing live? Well, not really. We have like established like long time fan, fan bases in, in certain parts of the country, but the whole, the whole idea is to fill in with, um, with more and, and keep going, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. But, but I'm asking is like, you know, this Florida, you know, more receptive to a live show than let's say, you know, New York or California or Chicago. I can't say that, but I can tell you that I can answer that question after the tour. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then after the June 13th, you have a little bit of a break, and then you do the the, the Swedish uh, cruise? Yep, the Swiss Rock cruise on uh, the 26th of June. Now, is that your first time you know, playing in that part of the world? Well, it's our first time in Switzerland, but it's not our first time in Europe. We... Uh, we toured Europe in 2019 with LA Cobra and Strike Nine and uh, played Glam and Please Rock Fest in Germany, which was amazing. And as far as, you know, creating music and, and, and all that, have you guys been putting songs together during the pandemic for more music coming from Wild Street? Well, yes, we have. And there's some that are really, really great. I'm a little skeptical about about putting out music that was written during this time because let's let's face it, none of us were were living and and you know we were all kind of depressed. 
But with that said, they're they're all really great songs. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you know, in the darkness, you know, beauty does come, right? And you know, maybe like a a session that you guys did. You know, I I totally get it. You know, the the sound and the shape and the color of the music has a different tone to it just because of what everyone's experiencing. But it would be interesting to kind of see where your heads were at during that time. It's kind of like a a, a bookmark um, in the history of the band as to what you guys were going through. So as a fan of you guys, I would totally dig that. Cool. Yeah. I guess we'll see, you know. And then uh, as we move forward, you know, this year and, you know, supporting this album and getting this out, you know, you're doing the cruise, you're coming back doing a festival, um, you know, what's next after that? Can you, can you speak to anything that, that's what's happening? Well, right now, the most important thing is, is releasing the album and, and, and the tours that are coming up. Um, we have, we have a lot of tours yet to announce, um, and and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, we haven't, you know, we haven't set a date to start our new record, but it'll probably just work itself out, you know? Yeah. So, no, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, the album comes out June 25th and, uh, you know, um, if you, if you can pre pre save it on Spotify or Apple music, or if you like physical copies, you can go on our website and get these awesome autographed, you know, CDs and L- LPs of vinyl records <laughs> that, uh, you know, and it, we're, we're giving fans like a bunch of free, free stuff with um, the pre-orders because, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Yeah. It's exciting because I know you guys, you know, I was planning on going to see you in the, in Chicago, I think April of 2020. Um, I forget the name of the venue that you guys are playing, and like two weeks prior to that, you live. Know, yes, yeah, and and uh, it, uh, it it canceled because of the pandemic. The city of Chicago went in, uh, you know, a stay at home order, and then you know I was frustrated. And then I'm totally you know excited about you guys playing up around here, and then you guys had to switch the gigs and um, and play down in Peoria, which is like three hours, four hours from me. So I'm hoping at some point. You guys are playing around here in Chicago that I can come see you guys. I would love to check you guys out. Awesome. Yeah. I, I will let you know as soon as as soon as we announce uh the the July tour. I'll let you know. In your set list. Hint, hint. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in, in your set list that you guys are playing now, are you playing all the songs on the album? We play a mix of of uh, we play a lot of Wild Street Two songs. And we play um, most of Wild Street 3. Some nights we play different ones. You know, like, uh, I was saying this in another interview. It's like, um, we kind of don't use the set list. We kind of just go by what we feel that night. We we know sort of an order, and we just, you know, we just call it as, as we go. So you never know. Like, one night you might hear Mother, and the next night you might hear Midnight Children. That's great, because I, I love that. It's kind of an organic feel to it as well. Yeah, totally. That's that's wild street, you know, and everybody's got to be on their game too. Cause you never know what you're going to call out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, cause I, I, I remember reading an uh, interview with Tom Morello who, who toured with Springsteen for like a year. And he was saying that he had to know like 200 songs because at any moment Bruce could like call out a song that, you know, they haven't been playing for two months and he had to know it. That's a pretty cool way to play live. Cause it's exciting for the band because, 
you know, let's face it, repetition is a struggle for a lot of people to play that same set list and songs every night. And when you're doing stuff like that, it really does keep it fresh. I, I think so. I think so. Obviously, our catalog is not as, as prolific as Bruce Springsteen's. But, um, but yeah, you know, we, if, if we feel like playing something one night, we'll play it. And if we don't, then we don't, you know. It's got to help your energy, too, as well, you know, because it, I imagine, you know, if you're playing a song Mother one night and then next week you're, you're playing it again, but maybe you have, there's different energy or, or it's just sound, it may sound completely different. Totally, yeah. You know, that's the thing about live music. It's, it's a different trip every time you play. It's like, you know, like, um, the, it's in, like as you said, it's a synergy and it's, it's the energy, it's the the energy from the crowd is the energy from the room and it's, it's, you know, playing music together. And luckily we, we all still enjoy playing music together. So we inspire each other and, and, you know, the songs we choose are based on, you know, you know, what, what we're all feeling, not, not, uh, not anything else. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Was it a challenge for you guys during the pandemic to, stay together or stay on the path that you guys had set forth for each other? Cause I mean, you know, 18 months of not doing anything. That's a, that's a struggle for, for a lot of people, bands, musicians, artists. I mean, that's a tough one. To, that's a tough nut to crack. Oh uh, yeah, it was tough. Like, you know, and we were spread out in different parts of the country and different parts of the world. But, you know, we all knew that, that we had this record and, and, you know, we all knew that we would be doing the tours as soon as stuff opened so, you know, it, so we stayed together and, and, um, and yeah, I think, uh, and stuff is awesome. So was music a th- with therapy for you guys? Was, were you able to, I mean, you mentioned some of the stuff that you recorded, you know, had a different color to it just because everybody was depressed, but I also have to imagine too, going into that bubble and making music it gave you the ability to kind of get away from all the junk that was, everybody was dealing with. At least for a yeah, short like, period of time. Like uh, the the songs are really good, man. Like they're really good. They're just um, and they're they're very similar to to Wild Street Three, as in like you know we can have a song that sounds something like Born to Be or in the same ballpark as Born to Be, and something that sounds in the ballpark of Mother, and then you know and and other stuff that that even more like new new kind of like, stretching the limits of Wild Street. I you know like the songs are not depressed and the songs are great. They're just. Uh, you know, uh, I just want to see what else we come up with too. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, getting away. Let you know, you're hearing all the horrible stuff that's on you know, in, in the media and reading all the stuff that you know because you had the protests, you had COVID, you had a toxic you know election process. It was just a it was just a shit year, and you know the the ability to make music through that and stay creative is really important and, and it's really huge because. You know, you guys had that outlet where maybe not a lot of people had. And, you know, that tone of music that you mentioned and the quality of music that you're excited about making that music during that period, um, you know, is really interesting for a band like Wild Street to kind of accomplish. Uh, Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm excited about the future. Awesome. Awesome. So am I for you guys, man, because I think this album is a big step for you guys. Um, I think it's the right time for you guys to release music and get out there and play. Cause I think people are really excited to hear rock music again. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's awesome. We have the best band. So, 
Um, yeah. So everybody can check us out on, on, on our links, you know, uh, Instagram, we're wild street official on Twitter. We're wild street on Facebook. We're wild street NYC. And, uh, our official website is wildstreetmusic.com. Go check them out. Everybody pre-order the album, get it, uh, get it going. You will be happy with it. There's vinyl, there's CDs, there's autograph CDs, there's autograph vinyl, there's T-shirts, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can get on their website. Check them out. They're really interactive with their fans too, which is awesome. So once you become part of the Wild Street family, they really do connect with you. They stay connected with you, and you know they really they really put forth a lot of effort to you know have you stay as a fan. Whereas some other artists sometimes don't, I don't know if they fully appreciate the people that are constantly listening to them and, and listening to their music. So go check them out, everybody. Eric, it's been a blast. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. That's Eric Jake from Wild Street. Go get Wild Street 3 on June 25th. Go visit the sites and social media locations that he just mentioned. You will be excited. It's another great album in 2021 that I think you guys will all like. Once again, I'm Jay Scott. I am the host of the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us wherever you do podcast. We will talk again. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a great day. Ask me the question. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 